Hey guys, welcome to Social 1776. I'm your host, Daniel Leach. Um, today I'm not going to have any guests on, but I'm actually going to be playing a recording of a vaccine a scientist. He has come out and he's blown the whistle on the coronavirus vaccines. And I just feel like this is probably one of the most important uh, podcasts that I will probably ever do. And it's just going to be playing another video from somebody else. But I want to do this so that my listeners, in case you're not out there on YouTube, in case you haven't heard this in the mainstream news, and if you're just coming across my podcast for the first time, uh, welcome to the family. Um, we do a lot of different podcasts. We do a lot of different interviews. Um, I have uh, four or five different podcasts that I actually work on. Uh Social 1776 or Studio 1776 is just the main platform that I like to use uh, because I myself particularly like geopolitics and spiritual religious stuff. And so we do tackle some of the big issues in those things that the mainstream media doesn't ever want to talk about. So if you want to hear some real hard hitting stuff, you're going to want to tune into Social 1776 on a regular basis. Uh, we are actually working with other organizations that um, I've founded, uh, been part co-founder of Courtroom Watch, but I've also founded uh, Single Parents Helping Single Parents, the Anti-Deep State Party, the Anti-Illuminati Party, um, and I'm currently working on a few other things for business purposes, but uh, anyways... I just want to get to this video because I don't want to lose the audience to such important information. Anyways, here we go. We're going to play this, and I hope you guys enjoy. Please stay tuned. There's a quick break in this. But. Something gigantic has happened this week. There is a world-renowned vaccine creator that went on his LinkedIn and put out a letter to every single professional in the world, essentially telling them we must stop the vaccination program immediately. This man could not be more pro-vaccine. In fact, he may be one of the most highly ranked and talented vaccine creators in the world. Let's take a look at the resume of the man that is screaming at the top of the mountain right now. This is Geert van den Bosch, PhD. He was at GSK Biologicals at Novartis Vaccines and Diagnostics. He was the director, research program leader, and head of adjuvants. Solve Biologicals, global project director of the influenza vaccines. For the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, he was the senior program officer, global health vaccine discovery. For Global Alliance for Vaccine Immunization, Gavi, he was the program manager. And at UNIVAC, he was the chief innovation and scientific officer. He's also at the German Center for Infectious Research, head of the Vaccine Development Office, and at Verico, he was the managing director. This guy is anything but an anti-vaxxer. He is as pro-vaccine as you can get, yet there is something that has got him terrified. He did an interview. I think this interview is so perfect that I'm going to do something we rarely do here on the high wire. We're going to go through the interview as it appeared. But let us walk through what I believe may prove to be the most important interview in the history of mankind. 
Let's get started. Fact is that these long-lived antibodies, which have high specificity, of course, for the virus, they outcompete our natural antibodies. Because they are natural antibodies, they have a very broad spectrum, but they have low affinity, right? The specific antibody will still continue to outcompete your natural antibodies. And that is a huge problem, because I was saying just a few minutes ago, these natural antibodies, they provide you with broad protection. This protection is, yes, it is variant non-specific. It doesn't matter what variant you get. It doesn't even matter what type of coronavirus is coming in. They will protect you. Unless, of course, you suppress this level of innate immunity or it is, for example, outcompeted by long-lived uh, specific antibodies. And so it's not like, okay, you missed it. Uh, okay, let's try again. No, you did some harm. I mean, this is different from drugs. Immunizing somebody is installing a new software on your computer. Don't forget, I mean, these antibodies, they will be recalled every single time you're encountering a coronavirus. You, you cannot just erase this. So this is very serious. This is not like a drug. This is very serious. This is, he uses the term long-lived antibodies. I'm going to use sort of a football uh, way to describe. Now, I think this video is pretty clear, but I really want to make sure that we all get this because I actually learned something this week that I wasn't fully aware of, and now it is crystal clear. But let me see if I can help make it crystal clear for anybody that's sort of thinking about what he said. Now, here's what he is describing. If you ever, you know, play any sports, soccer, football, hopefully this makes some sense to you. But on our team, on our, in our immune system, we have what are called non-specific antibodies. They have, he called it, broad spectrum, low affinity. They don't care who is coming across. In this case, let's look at the other team. Let's say these are all variants of coronavirus. We've got the A variant, F, T, R, L, Y, X, okay? Now, it doesn't matter who gets the ball in this case. When we have non-specific, anyone that comes across. So, let's say X gets the ball, running back gets the ball, comes running over here, boom, right here, non-specific antibodies, boom, tackled, dead, not going anywhere. But let's say it's a different play. Let's say they decide they, you know, we're going to run Y. So they run Y on a roundabout, coming through here, boom, it doesn't matter. Non-specific, we see the Y too. It doesn't matter. We're going to go after anything because it's non-specific. It's brilliant. These are brilliant antibodies you have as your natural immune system. What if it's a trick play? What if they toss it to A and over here tries to get through? Doesn't matter. Bam! Non-specific is going to go after the A variant too. This is how your immune system works, and it's fantastic. Now let's talk about what happens when we're given a vaccine. Let's go to the next one. In this case. We're not going to move into vaccine-induced antibodies. As he said, they're long-lived. They don't go away. This isn't a drug that's going to wear off two days from now. We say, you know what? You had an allergic reaction. We're not going to do that drug anymore. It is in you forever. There's no getting this thing out. And what did it just do? It created what he called specific antibodies. Specific antibodies is now what we're going to discuss. So now in this area, playing football, essentially everyone on the team has been told, you're looking for X. The antibody created, in this case, for the spike protein, the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 that we first saw at the very beginning before there's any variants, our vaccine is going to make you fight that really well. So how does it work? 
Well, it's great. The coach basically said, I know for a fact that X, the running back back there, is going to get the ball. So everyone on the team, T on X. Great. So X gets the ball. Boom, comes through. It doesn't matter, man. They're all going to jump in there. Yeah! Yay! The fact is awesome. It totally stopped the virus. Okay? But now here is the problem he's talking about. This entire team can only respond to X. It only understands that it's a specific, it's an antibody specific to the virus it's looking for. So what happens if Y gets the ball? What if the team, they, they know, it doesn't matter if the coach said it was going to be X, it doesn't matter. Y gets the ball, Y comes around, boom, goes through here, can go anywhere they want. X does nothing. Boom, win. We're in the end zone. We just won. Virus wins the whole game. Because no one on the team was waiting for X, was planned for X. In fact, they were told, don't go near Y. Okay? But here's something that I didn't understand. I understood that, and we've talked about that basically in the show, not in this way. But it goes one step further. Here's what I did not understand about the immune system last week that I do now. When he says that the vaccine-induced antibodies are long-lived, it means they're going to be there forever. He also basically explains that they are more robust. The virus-specific antibodies, the specific ones, they're more robust, and they outcompete your nonspecific natural immune antibodies. So in this case, you do have some natural nonspecific antibodies in there that could handle any one of the variants. But the problem is these guys are bullies. They're bigger. They're stronger. They're more specific and they're ready to do their job. So if Y gets the ball and starts coming around, our nonspecific antibody is going to want to jump in there. Unfortunately, our vaccine-induced is going to push this out of the way and become a blocker to make sure or that, that virus gets all the way in and wins and gets the touchdown and could possibly leave you dead. This vaccine is bullying away your remaining natural immune system. You do have these, but they're never going to work again. Do you realize how horrifying this is? Now think about the hundreds of millions of people that are lining up around the world, that are lined up outside of stadiums right now because CNN and Tony Fauci just said, I love this vaccine. Well, Geert here, one of the leading scientists in vaccine and immunology in the world is telling you, everybody getting the vaccine is destroying their innate immune system. Those immune antibodies that were nonspecific, that could have handled any of those thousands of variants we just saw you. They're designed for it by being vaccinated. You just assured yourself that there are no antibodies inside of you to fight the variants. So if we have strayed far enough away from the vaccine-induced variant that we we're looking at, the original spike protein, everyone that is vaccinated is now in horrible, horrible trouble. They're going to be attacked by variants, and their bodies will not mount a defense. We are talking about carnage like we've never seen. But the problem I'm talking about is a global 
a global problem. It's not an individual getting an adverse event. It's a global problem of making this virus increasingly infectious because we leave it all the time a chance, an opportunity to escape in the immune system and to drive this, to whip this up, you know, up to a level where the virus is so infectious that we can even no longer control it. He said, I'm worried about a global event. What I'm talking about is a global issue. And the global issue is the fact that we are helping this virus gain function. We are turning it into a killer in every single body that is getting it. Well, now what this vaccine is doing is it's turning hundreds of millions of people around the world into a gigantic gain-of-function laboratory. And where I have told you before that in nature, viruses tend to mutate to become less deadly because if they kill their host, they don't move on. In the evolution, they want to move on, so they stop killing their host. What he's saying is, this isn't a natural pandemic. We have inserted ourselves here. We are now inserting a mechanism that we're teaching it to actually go the opposite direction. It's getting more deadly, and the way we're doing it, the other one will not compete. It's not going to move in the direction that a natural virus does because we're not acting naturally. We are putting immense pressure on it with an underperforming vaccine that is going to turn it into a Hulk. And his concern is that it will become so violent and so deadly, there is nothing we can do to stop it. Now, listen to this. I've seen the question many times, and quite frankly, I get asked the questions. We're coming to a point where people are going to have to take these vaccines. That looks as though it's the reality, either in the context of work or in the context of travel. Based on what you're saying, they're in a lose-lose situation. What does this mean? Well, what does this mean is very clear. Let's consider the consequences of this, both at the population level and at an individual level. As a matter of fact, it is detrimental, both on a population level as on an individual level. And I'm telling you why I think the population level, I explained to you, we are increasingly facing highly infectious strains that already right now we cannot control because basically what we are doing is when we vaccinate somebody, we are turning this person in a potential asymptomatic carrier that is shedding the virus. But at an individual level, you are at the same time losing the most precious part of your immune system that you could ever imagine. And that is your innate immune system. Because innate antibodies, the natural antibodies, the secondary IgMs, will be outcompeted by these antigen-specific antibodies for binding to the virus. And that is a lonely suppression, and you lose every protection against any viral variant or coronavirus variant, etc. So this means that you are left just with no single immune response. It's none. Your immunity has become nil. It's all done. The antibodies don't work anymore and your innate immunity has been completely bypassed. And this while highly infectious strains are circulating. So, I mean, if that isn't clear enough, I really don't get it. And people, please do read, you know, what I posted, because it's pure science, pure science. And as everybody knows, I'm a highly passionate vaccine guy, right? And I have no criticism on the vaccines. But please use the right vaccine at the right place and don't use it 
in the heat of a pandemic on millions of millions of people. You're going to pay a huge price for this. And I'm becoming emotional because I'm thinking of my children, of the younger generation. I mean, it's just impossible what we are doing. We don't understand the pandemic. We have been turning it in an artificial pandemic. Who can explain where all of a sudden all this highly infectious strain come from? Nobody can explain this. I can explain it. But we have not been seeing this during previous pandemics. During natural pandemics, we have not been seeing it because at every single time, there was immunity was low enough so that the virus didn't need to escape. So at the end of the pandemic, when things calmed down and it was herd immunity, it was still the same virus circulating. What we are now doing is that we are really chasing this virus. I mean, it becomes increasingly infectious. And I mean, this is just a, a situation that is completely, completely out of control. And when a man who has made vaccines his whole life, that has run most of our vaccine programs around the world, or many of them, when he tells you this vaccine is doing the worst thing of all, it is destroying your innate immune system. It's destroying your natural immune system that would not have any problem fighting variants, would be very good at it. But in this case, it has turned it, he says, nil. It doesn't exist anymore. Your immune system is all gone. It's all gone. Meanwhile, it is fighting a war with a now deadly pathogen that the vaccine forced to be deadly. He doesn't tell you if the vaccine ends up stopping the infection and transmission, then some of the things that I'm worried about won't happen. He is telling you it has already happened. I am not hypothesizing in the future. I am telling you all of these variants that they are reporting on coming out of South Africa, coming out of Brazil, coming out of the UK. Guess why they're coming from there? Guess where our vaccine trials were from day one? We have been mutating this virus with this product. We have made a grave and dangerous error. And the question we've got to ask ourselves is what are we going to do about it? Please share this video everywhere you can with every human you know. Think about it. You know, your pro-vaccine friends cannot argue with this video. They cannot say, oh, this is Bobby Kennedy or this is Sherry Tenbenny. This is one of their best and brightest that is warning the world. If we do not share this video, then we are complicit. Then we will be complicit in what could lead to one of the most catastrophic mistakes ever made with this planet and with our species. Well, there you go, guys. That's... Do you realize how horrifying this is? Now think about the hundreds of millions of people that are lining up around the world, that are lined up outside of stadiums right now because CNN and Tony Fauci just said, I love this vaccine. All right, so there you go. That uh, is possibly the most important uh, audio podcast that I will ever do in my life. Um, you know... I'm sorry if you're somebody that's listening to this and you've already taken the vaccines. Um, you're probably going to wind up living in a bubble or in a hospital for the rest of your life, pretty much. Um, but I do have some suggestions for uh, extending your life fighting vaccines or fighting viruses. And... Uh, you could look these things up. You don't have to believe me, but I would suggest nano 
silver technology. Uh, Nano silver technology, uh, such as colloidal silver, has particles in it that can fight off viruses and bacteria. So if you have basically destroyed your immune system, you have nothing inside of your body that's going to be able to fight off these vaccines. So you're going to have to put something into your body that will fight off the vaccines. And so those would be natural remedies um, like nano silver particles. So basically it's like uh, silver that's in water. It's kind of like um, if you I don't know if if you ever did much drinking but um there's a thing called gold sloggers it's a an alcohol where it has gold particles in it. Well that's the same thing as colloidal silver. It has silver particles in it and silver is very well known the military even did a, a study on uh nanotechnology, nano silver technology where it fights uh viruses and and like destroys them. So you could you could I don't know if you'll be able to find that anymore um, because of all the censorship, but I definitely remember reading about this particular study that the military did on uh, silver particles and what it did to fight against uh, viruses. Uh, just a little bit of history of silver during the early years of American history, uh, during the, the wars. Uh, civil wars, you know, before they had all this uh, technology and the pharmaceuticals, uh, they used to use silver quarters and silver dimes and silver nickel, not nickels, but uh, silver dollars. And they would uh, put these uh, in bandages on wounds and it would help to uh, basically fight off infections. Also, they would put silver uh, in their water and in their milk and it would help to preserve uh, the water and the milk from uh, bacteria from building up. Um, nowadays, they actually use silver in bandages, and then they have uh, silver they use for spraying, for cleaning surfaces in hospitals. So, yes, yeah, silver is definitely the silver bullet that you're going to need if you have taken these vaccines. It's shit's pretty expensive, though. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, $100 for a bottle of that stuff. But if it's going to preserve your life and it's going to save your life, um, is $100 really uh, that big of a deal? If, if Without it, you're probably going to die. I would also suggest um, some other things that uh, I used natural remedies that are also very good. Uh, number two on my list... Uh, for natural remedies would be uh, oregano, oil of oregano. Let me say that again, oil of oregano. It's the oldest known uh, antiviral, antibacterial uh, remedy, natural food that uh, man has known about. It's a 5,000-year-old um, natural holistic medicine. Matter of fact, it was in the Bible and... Um, it's, uh, I don't remember exactly what paragraph or phrase it's in the Bible, but it's definitely in the Bible. I've read about this, um, and as a matter of fact, I have a little quick story about it. Uh, I have an uncle, and my uncle has a brother, well, he had a brother, and his name, well, I'll, I'll leave his name out of it for now, but uh, he was a homosexual, 
back in the early 70s and 80s. And him and his partner wound up getting uh, AIDS, you know, back in the day before they even understood how to treat AIDS or HIV. And so he wound up, the partner wound up dying uh, of AIDS, you know, and um, so the brother uh, wound up getting the AIDS as well. And so uh, he decided, because he was raised in a Christian family, that he was going to, you know, turn back to God. And he started reading his Bible. Anyways, in the Bible, he found that there was a miracle uh, uh, cure that was used in the Bible. And uh, this is this is just my, my personal family story about oil of oregano. And so he found this cure in the Bible. And I, like I said, I don't know. This is just off the cuff, off the top of my head. And recalling uh, how oil of oregano saved my uncle's brother from AIDS, from HIV. And so he found this in the Bible. And he started using this, uh, what, he, what we call the miracle cure in the Bible. And it turns out to be oil of oregano uh, after you do the research and, and it's a 5,000 year old remedy. So anyways, the uncle's brother wound up using the oil of oregano and actually was cured from AIDS, HIV AIDS. And he wound up living for quite a while. Uh, later on in life, after getting rid of the AIDS, he wound up dying of cancer. Um, but it cured the, it actually cured the AIDS um, you don't have to believe me. This is just a personal testimony from a family member uh, that I actually talked to. That's where I learned about using oil of oregano uh, was through the family and this, this experience of curing AIDS. And so AIDS is a virus. And so there you go. There's, there's an example of something else that can help you if you've already taken the virus or not the virus, if you've already taken the vaccines for the virus and your immune system is uh, depleted because of the, you know, this Trojan horse that was allowed into our population. So oil of oregano, uh, salver and silver. And I also have one other thing that I like to use when I get sick and it works really well. Actually, there's two other things that I would suggest. Um, the, the second one is going to be uh, garlic. You use raw garlic, all right? How I like to use garlic when I'm sick is I will put the garlic into a minced, it's minced garlic. So that's what I do. I get minced garlic and I put it in a shot glass and then I mix it with some water or, you know, you can mix it with water. You can mix it with anything that basically you're going to just drink down this minced stuff. That's how I do it, as I don't like to chew it up. I just take mince to swirl it up and take a shot of it quick. I'll do that like once or twice, um, and usually within, by the next day, if I take my uh, oil of oregano, if I take my sovereign silver, and if I take my um, minced garlic, then whatever it is that I have is usually gone. I mean, literally, like gone if I'm sick. So these things are something that I would suggest. And then another one that I would also suggest, because I remember back in the day when the SARS uh, scare happened down there in Toronto, Canada. And, and I remember that was the first time I had ever seen a 
population wearing masks. And I thought, how weird was that? You know, so everybody down there in Canada was wearing their masks back. I think it was back in the 90s. And this was the beginning of the SARS. Now, SARS is also related to coronavirus. So they're they're like relatives. And um, anyways, the story goes is there was this man who was in the hospital who had actually contracted SARS. And so he had requested to uh, get some sauerkraut. And anyways, he ate this sauerkraut and it cured him of the SARS. That was like, you know, he got over SARS from eating sauerkraut. So what we do know is that sauerkraut uh, basically has the ability to put the natural things in your body that you need to fight against viruses and bacterias uh, in your body. So whenever I get sick, that's what I do as well. I'll eat, I'll eat um, a bowl of sauerkraut and by the end of the night, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm flushed out, if you know what I mean. And uh, that also is something that helps. Um, another thing that I would suggest is a thing called emergency. It's, a, it's like a powdery substance, but it's a vitamin C in, in a package. But it's like I think ten thousand units or whatever it is. I don't. It's off the top of my head. But I'm sure you guys can understand or maybe you've used this uh, emergency packages. Uh, that also helps. And uh, if you can find a doctor or uh, somebody that is in the medical field that can uh, prescribe uh, vitamin C infusion into your bloodstream, um, that is another one of those things that really can cure viruses. I know there was uh, that stuff that quailing, I think it's called quailing, uh, that Donald Trump was using or talked about using. Uh, that's another particular thing that you can use. Um, you know that uh, that water, there's a water that you drink, a tonic water. So there's a Poland, I think it's called polar bear or something like that. Tonic water has that stuff in it. So I would suggest getting yourself some tonic water. I went out and purchased, I don't know, probably six or seven, six packs of that stuff as an emergency backup. Because during the beginning of the coronavirus, I wound up getting sick from the coronavirus. Uh, but before I wound up getting the coronavirus, I went out and I got prepared and I bought all the stuff that I needed, particularly, you know, to if I in case I did wind up getting coronavirus that uh you know I could survive this and so that's what I did I went out and I got my oil of oregano I went out and got my bioactive silver hydrosol which is uh sovereign silver I got my minced garlic my sauerkraut um my tonic water because it has that uh substance in it and so anyways guys that's my suggestion if you did take the vaccine and you're worried about the future. Uh, you know, I'm not saying these are miracle cures, but uh, what I am definitely saying is that they can help you if your immune system does uh, take a hit from this, you know, uh, vaccine that you, you took. And obviously, if you guys are listening to this at this point, uh, you have a big decision to make. 
about either taking this vaccine or not taking the vaccine. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I will not take this vaccine. I refuse to. And if somebody comes knocking on my door to uh, try to force me to get a vaccine, then those people probably won't be going home that night. I, I might not. I'll be going home to the Lord most likely. But those people that come and knock on my door and try to force vaccines on me, they're not going home. So with that being said, um, I just want to close out the program here. And I just want to thank all the listeners here for, for you know, tuning in uh, and follow us up on the next broadcast. And um, anyways, uh, I just want to also mention uh, Pruitt's Tree Resin. Uh, the Pruitt family are good friends of mine and they have a, a store online where you can buy Pruitt's tree resin. They have many different uh, natural remedy type stuff, but it's all based on uh, majority of tree resin. Uh, But I'll give you a personal uh, story about how the Pruitt's tree resin was like a miracle cure for me. I hurt my neck at work. And um, when I was working, I was... I hit my hit my head and jammed my neck up. And so for about three months, I couldn't turn my head, right? So my neck was all messed up. I couldn't turn my head from side to side. It, you know, it was one of those deals where you had to turn your whole lower body to look one way or the other. And so you can imagine driving a forklift every, every day what that was like. It was real pain. So uh, I had ordered some Pruitt's tree resin. Now, this was before I hurt my neck. My buddy sent me a sample of his Pruitt's tree resin, David Pruitt. And so I used this stuff, and my my fiance, she could testify to the fact that when I did use this stuff, it was after three months of pain uh, that wouldn't go away. It was persistent. And so I used this Pruitt's tree resin, and and I had my fiance wipe it on the back of my neck. My, you know, it was so bad that I had to use a an extra little tiny pillow to put underneath my head when I was sleeping on a pillow. And I, and I couldn't sleep on my back. I always had to sleep on my side. But here's the deal. I took the Pruitt's tree resin, and the very next day, all the pain was gone. Okay, this was after three months of pain. Uh, I literally uh, was 100% back to normal. That is my personal testimony about Pruitt's tree resin. And if you guys are having any kind of pain, joint pain, if you're having uh, difficulties with skin or wounds, it helps that. The guy's got all kinds of testimonies over there at Pruitt's tree resin. Um, I'm going to leave a link to David Pruitt's tree resin uh, website so that you guys can find this at the bottom of this blog post. But again, I just want to say, hey, thank you guys so much for, you know, uh, joining our conversation or listening to my my uh, podcast here today. And please do pass this information on to somebody that, you know, you care about, somebody that you love, a family member, a friend. Have them listen to this podcast, specifically this podcast, if they're on the fence about whether or not they want to take that vaccine. Uh, and if they have taken the vaccine, this is also a good podcast for them to listen to for some suggestions uh, of things that may help their cause uh, for uh, their health, for wellness. 
Anyways, again, thank you guys for listening to the program, and please tune in to another program. And just, uh, I'm going to leave another link. Also, if you guys want to leave comments on this particular blog post, I will add them comments to this blog post, and then people will be able to listen to your comments. Every comment is a, a minute-long comment. It's uh, by, you can, it's a, it doesn't have to be typed in. It's a, it's a verbal, like voicemail things so then you can participate in the show here too anyways again thank you guys so much for allowing me to uh speak to you and share information god bless daniel leach out well well, welcome back john uh somehow uh we got disconnected on the last call here and what happens when uh you might have been on your website and gone to another page and then when you do that anytime you switch from seeing this particular site here it will automatically disconnect us oh it disconnects the whole thing yes so you have to stay you have to stay on this page and what happened what actually happened was the uh the library resets every hour so oh i got you so you're at the library Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, that's the really cool thing about being able to do these podcasts is to be on different locations. You don't have to be stuck in an office yeah. someplace. So, um, anyways. Uh, I found his name, the Bubble Boy. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, David Vetter. David Philip Vetter. He lived from 71 to 84, 13 years, 12, 13 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Um So yeah, I watching that uh you know, you'd see him on the news every once in a while. They'd talk about Bubble Boy. He was he was famous, you know, because of his circumstance. And so you know, you'd see him being interviewed on the news from time to time. And then one day, he just said he was sick of it and he said, "I want to go outside. I want to walk on the grass. I don't want to live anymore this way." And so what what you're going to see here is, according to this doctor uh, or the scientist, this vaccine whistleblower, um, I can't pronounce his name. I don't want to even screw it up. But yeah, uh, no, I can't. We did the video last my last <laughs> podcast before the one that is this one. I basically just played the video from Del Del Big Tree. And let this play out. And basically, the doctor describes how this new RNA vaccine is going to wipe. Hey. Uh, we got some background noise there. Oh. Sounds- well, this is uh, unfortunately, I can mute myself. Can I mute myself? This is like uh, Sundays, especially, are like heavy duty, oh. uh, like Land Rovers or whatever they are. You know, I'm not quite sure you can mute yourself on this. I think this recording mm-hmm. is so simplified, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. So, anyways, well, uh, get back to the subject here. The guy that's the scientist basically said these RNA vaccines are going to wipe out your immune system. That means you're no longer going to be able to fight off any kind of viruses or vaccines. I mean, viruses or disease because of your... You know, 
because of your immune system being so screwed up. Mm. Wow. Sorry if I'm kind of sidetracked here. I got to let my dogs in. They, they tend to... Hey! Oh, God. I almost got a dog myself today. It was a dog that was like trying to be somebody's dog. and. <laughs> So most of the time they're pretty good, except for when they want to come in, they start barking, and then I gotta let them in, or they'll stay outside barking. So I try not to let my dogs bark because I got neighbors, you know. Oh, yeah. So, but um, anyways, so that's that's the coronavirus uh, big uh, Trojan horse is that right now we're in that process of waiting. You know, waiting and waiting for the for this uh, Trojan horse to start kicking in. I mean, there's been reports uh, of hundreds of thousands of people uh, having adverse reactions all around the world with this coronavirus jab. There has been reports of many people dying from it, thousands of people dying. Uh, I was on a Facebook group. Uh, it was it was about the anti it was an anti-vax site. But it was a, it was a adverse reactions website, and they they literally suspended the website on Facebook and took it down. It was a group page, and dude, I was seeing hundreds of posts about people being adversely, re, you know, affected on there. Mm-hmm. They took it down. I can't believe. I mean, I can believe because of the censorship. I just, it was hard to fathom seeing all of these posts where these people are up posting one after another my mother well, died, my sister died my kid died all these people are dying from this vaccine well when the united nations and this is this is the moment we're in i think it just occurred to me and we have to understand that the united nations was supposed to police the world and nobody's allowed to commit crimes against humanity the united nations is doing crimes against humanity right now Right. And so that has failed, and we need to give up on that. I'm sorry, popes who think it's great. And we need to, st- <laughs> like, like really, really find a quick alternative and crack down, even if it's just the court of public opinion. we got to do something fast, because literally the shepherds have become wolves, even if they weren't already. Right. Exactly. It's it's bad, man. It's a bad, yeah. But I mean, nothing's worse than I don't know. It just it just dawned on me what I just said. I didn't really think of it before. No, that's okay. It's good to know. Uh, oh boy, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a post about that too. <laughs> make sure. <laughs> In case, in case it, in case it helps anybody, I mean that's why we got to work together. In case it helps anybody else, give them any inspiration about what's to be done. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, so, anyways, let's talk about some natural, uh, natural remedies that I think you know if people did go out and get the vaccine. So, I mean, obviously they're fucked. I mean, they're really screwed in that uh, they took the vaccine system's going to be all messed up 
And so now they're going to have to all be living in a bubble, right? So all these people are all going to be like bubble boy because they wow. have no. So imagine. Uh, that's even worse than the lockdown. Right. That's worse than the lockdown. Unable, right? to, unable to really hold down a job. Or be... Well, right. So oh, these, people, these people are all going to be wind up going on a system. But here's the question. Uh, people that didn't take the vaccines, how can they. Uh, benefit from the other people's stupidity right so there's mm -hmm. all these people that are going to be forced into living in the bubble communities right so i've been saying this for a long mm -hmm. time is that they're going to have cities that are like bubble bubble cities right so you're going to have communities that are cities where they're you know they're going to be forced to take vaccines that are going to supposedly save them from viruses that obviously have been created by the government that forces these people into their confined bubble spaces. Whoa. That should be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, it's like brave new world. <laughs> it is. It's the, I believe it's the future of, a, of the world. I believe that the people that are, have taken these vaccines are going to be all forced to, uh, into their quarantine communities. And, you know, you know, no, I watched that movie. You know, I could I couldn't watch. They finally got a Hunger Games out on on Tubi TV, but I couldn't really watch it. I was like, this is too fucking. I don't know. For me, it's just too. It's not, not the word isn't dark. Just like fear porn kind of stuff. Right. But so, so as this, as, you know, I'm going to describe what I think the future looks like with these bubble communities, because people are they no longer have natural immunities. Now they have to depend on the government to create more more of these vaccines that are going to be injected into these people so that they can have some kind of semi-normal life within their bubble community. But if they decide to rebel, if they decide to, to, to not participate, they no longer get their vaccines, which allows them to, to live, right? Oh, because they don't have a natural immunity. Right, they don't have a natural immunity. So... Uh, how how is it that people that, that didn't get the vaccines, individuals that how can we benefit from the stupidity of all these people that are taking the vaccines? So now we could see the bubble communities coming, right? And might it might start just in a bubble in your house, you know, they'll be bubbling up the people's houses so they at least they have a place to live in a bubble inside of their home until they build these giant bubble cities um so if you're if you're gonna think about it i think you could probably somehow benefit from these people's stupidity so they would have to um they'd have to uh pasteurize all their food so they get no nutrients basically and right so i mean there's there's things that can you can you create a service that provides bubble these bubbles houses you know, can you buy into a company that provides these pharmaceutical uh, bubble communities? Such fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways that obviously uh, people can benefit from the stupidity of others. So that's what I'm kind of looking at in the future as far as the stock market goes. All right, before I like succumb to depression, what countries aren't vaccinating is my question. I think they're pretty much all vaccinating. Um, there was a comp a country where that one uh, 
African country. The guy basically did the tests that on the goat and the fruit. And uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But they, they took him out. And he's down. And then they replaced, uh, you know, a puppet into that position of power. So, you know, I don't I don't necessarily know if there's any countries out there that are not vaccinated. Maybe the okay. can think of. They're going to answer my own question. They answer my own question. CNN says that the UN says that more than 130 countries don't have a single COVID-19 vaccine. Well, they might not have the vaccine. That doesn't mean that they're not going to get the vaccine. Okay. You know. I guess, but. You know, each year Americans waste twenty-one billion dollars. Sorry, hold on. Fucking bullshit <laughs> well, website. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, but why are you always slanting things to the doom and gloom side? Let's actually. <laughs> sorry, but um, see what well, the facts are first. The doom and um, gloom side is what's reality right now. Yeah, but that's kind of your personality too. That's okay. Um, I'm just looking. <laughs> I mean, um, you're not prepared anyway, for the worst. You that's a number. Prepare your mind for the worst because, and hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Hope for the best. Right? If you don't prepare um, for the worst, I do agree with that. Um, but but look at all the facts before, like feeling bad about it. I guess that's all. I don't feel bad about it at all. I was the one out there telling people about this bad vaccine. Maybe you're just maybe you're just black pilled, but black the dark. <laughs> well, I think there's hope at the end of the tunnel. You know, okay. Solution but, to this. But, but first, okay. we've got to identify the problem. But I want holes. Um, I want holes all the way through the tunnel. Is what I want. So what's that? I guess that's maybe where we have different personalities. But let's see. Well, we're we're what we're at at this point, John, is we're in a dark, long tunnel, and there's light at the end of the tunnel. But right now we gotta work our way through that dark tunnel. Right now we're in the middle of this tunnel. We have we're in the middle of this giant corona pandemic that's gonna be killing millions of people. And you okay? All right. Okay. Enough. Okay. The preaching is fine, but what I want to ask you is, where did you become? As you sounded super convinced earlier that bubbles are happening. Where did you get that? If I can ask. I didn't get that anywhere. That's just what I could perceive happening after this. If you okay. have an immune system, right? Yes, that's an answer. <laughs> this doctor says that all these people's immune systems are gone, dude. Yeah. So but they could just die too. They could die, but bubbles aren't a certainty. Okay. If you have enough money, of course. I guess on that one, I'm more negative than you are. To be fair, but. right. So the 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 it's problem reaction solution, right? Mm -hmm. They've created a problem. Uh, the problem is that they are killing people's immunities. People are going to mm -hmm. react. They're going to freak out. Okay, what's the solution? Well, the solution already. It's it's give them the bubble. You got to give these people a bubble because they don't have immunity. We got to give them more vaccines. So there's there's your solution. And so I could see this as a solution. And at first, it's going to start on an individual basis. Anybody that can afford to put themselves in a bubble. That's what they're going to have to do to survive. I probably have a hard time with that personally because I'm autistic and very clumsy anyway. And I would probably die if I had to have a bubble because I couldn't do anything. <laughs> but uh, that's maybe what I'm what I'm feeling. Um, but I have a much easier time realistically seeing them just take everybody out because 
by the time you're in a bubble and the government clearly just just lusts for blood i mean they're just gonna kill us off uh they'll just stick us with something that'll that'll finish it i don't yeah, know right what... i mean come on really i mean they're villains they're obviously villains why would they make that expense i just don't see that um unless there was some kind of like serious overthrow you remember the movie the matrix yeah well all those guys were all hooked into what a bubble right they're all um, a bubble where's the where they were hooked in dude where they got awoked up and they were they were laying in like a bubble like type thing oh yeah right? that was like they were yeah. laying in the liquid in the water it was like a bubble that protected them it was it was sealed off so you could call it a bubble in that sense oh i call it a bubble so <laughs> you like that word yeah so if you can imagine a world like that but instead of you being hooked into a, a electronic machine you're mm -hmm. hooked into a house you know mm -hmm. not everybody's going to be able to afford to have their own personal bubble right they're just not so for the bubble then you're going to have to be forced into the vaccine. But if you don't, it's just, there's something here. People that don't have the money are going to be the ones that are going to be suffering. If you have the money no to be able to afford your bubble facility, your bubble house, and maybe at some point in the future, you know, I think it's going to be two separate worlds that we're living in here in the future. I think they're going to be separating the people that are vaccines versus the non-vaxxers. And if you have, if you're a non-vaxxer, see this, I believe this whole agenda is going to backfire on the people that are taking these vaccines that think they're so smart. They're going to be the ones that are going to wind up quarantined. Not, not the vaccine, not the non-vaxxers. The non-vaxxers are going to be free because they're going to have their immune systems, dude. We're not going to be happy. That's how Dr. Fauci is already changing the narrative, starting to slowly turn from, oh, if you're vaxxed, you're fucked. <laughs> Eventually. Right. And that's what I'm saying from this whole perspective. I'm seeing that the conspiracy people, the non-vaxxers, the ones that are have the knowledge just say, fuck you. We already know you want to kill us with vaccines. And, and the other people that were the ones that are saying, oh, you guys are crazy conspiracy theorists, the dumb shits that went and took the vaccines, they're going to be the ones that are going to be put in the, the FEMA camps inside of the bubble communities, quarantine. Well, I think the strength of these people is that nobody's set up to investigate the UN. That's what's so fucked up. I mean, who investigates the UN? Who tries and prosecutes the UN? I don't know. The UN? That's not good. <laughs> well, they're the they're the ultimate, pretty much the ultimate power that. Oh, so I and I'm not a Zionist, but <laughs> there needs to be something else that's not the UN somewhere. I think. Well, you <laughs> know, before the United Nations, there was another type of government that fell apart. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. The League of Nations. The League, right? The League of Nations. So hopefully, this UN will fall apart and they'll build a whole new system that you know, doesn't pertain to the United Nations. That'll be just like Star Trek. Okay. Well, I'm, I could see, you know, some type of a federation type. Of <laughs> I wonder where you got that word. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, yeah. You know, uh, 
you know, these globalists. That... I don't think I think Star Trek is Kabbalist. I don't think that's probably the right path just because they have <laughs> terrible. I think most of science is Kabbalist, though. I think most of the pseudoscience that, that we're supposed to believe. I think there's an occult side to all of it. In fact, the re I, I think I can. At least a mystical side, and I can I can really base this on, on Rupert Sheldrake's um, deconstruction of scientism, science method, scientific the scientific the principles were taught in science. Um, that's what it kind of helps helps people figure out. So yeah, science is a lie. I think. Well, you know, he... people who know me lately know I say that a lot, but <laughs> it's well known that the person, the people that hold the gold make the golden rule for science you know mm -hmm. they're the ones that are funding it they're the ones that you know they donate their money to the to the cause of their science research and if they don't have anybody to back them financially uh you know what are the chances of some you know individual scientist funding his own projects mm, yeah yeah that's that's a major point with rupert sheldrake like what's the funding there for and what's uh and if you really want to be nerdy about it like what type of what type of studies are they going to publish and what type won't they because if there's no results in a study they won't publish it so already already your journals are slanted just by the nature of the fact that okay it's not the mainstream media no they're not looking for like ratings boosting necessarily but they are looking for a study that gave results right but if if they published all the studies, even the ones with no results, you know, you'd have a much more round, well-rounded understanding of the world, but they never do. So here's here's never. an example of something that just happened recently. And I don't know the name of the scientist off the top of my head, but anyways, he was he was studying aluminum and how it affects the body and how it affects autism. And, you know, he wound up making that connection uh, about aluminum affecting the body directly and he literally connected it to autism and as soon as they found out that he connected it to the autism dude they pulled the guy's funding they took away his research i mean they like they basically railroaded this guy who's been doing this for years but as soon as he made a breakthrough man they shut him down quick mm -hmm. so yeah so nobody anybody out there that's doing research don't fucking trust him i mean like Think about, think about, pretend you're a character in one of those movies. If you think you're getting too close to something, don't fucking tell them. Shut up and tell the world. <laughs> Fuck. Well, here's another one, man. So, so I, you know, how I've been doing this conspiracy stuff for years, right? Uh -huh. so there was, at one point in time, there was a whole slew of, of these uh, researcher scientists that were all being killed off, right? Mm -hmm. And so the interesting part was, these people that were being killed off were people that were microbiologists and they were studying things like mouse pox, right? And so when they were studying these things, they all kept getting killed. I mean, there were hundreds of them, dude, all just being whacked out. So anyways, what are your thoughts on uh, your next thing? I mean, are you relating this to uh your your buddy there that you were looking up who who again oh rupert Sheldrake. yeah um no i don't know what, what, what would he say 
Oh, he he's still alive. Um, <clears throat> I I don't know what he's done on COVID though. That's a good question. What would he say about this? Yeah, that would be interesting to find out what his thoughts would um, be. I, I think that he does. I haven't found where he denounces like germ theory, for example. So he's not that far out necessarily. Um, and I, I, I don't think I don't. I also think that there are such things as germs um, that cause certain diseases. However, not the Spanish flu, not polio. The Spanish flu was not nobody. Nobody caught the Spanish flu from anybody else. And polio, they know, was caused by uh, pesticides that contained uh, mercury and arsenic, or not lead and ar arsenic. Uh, so let's see, and also also caused us to get like really really tyrannical presidents like FDR. So it was very bad. Um, but, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that in there. Uh, sure. But uh, <laughs> uh, the Spanish flu, uh, I think, was probably caused by radio waves, but nobody's got. Should I really change the subject? Didn't I? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Rupert Sheldrake, COVID. Here's the thing that here's the kicker. Right. So now we're dealing with uh, the 5G issue. So you're talking about radio waves. And what I've found is that every time there's a new technology with radio waves, then there all of a sudden there comes a new pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you're, I, I don't think you're that far off by possibly connecting, you know, that. that oh, right. I was I was I would have said, yeah, I would have said 5G might be the cause of of COVID. Yep. Well, um, might be, um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm still on the fence about that. I've heard people talk about uh, the the vape. Remember the vape stuff that vaping uh, when that turned deadly. Yeah, it was giving people like popcorn lung or something like that. What's that? I think it was like a popcorn lung or something like that. Okay. That's no, was super bad. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Like. Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of things really that you can really speculate on, but you know, I, I, I honestly think that the whole coronavirus is a hoax. If you really look into, you know, they they haven't been able to isolate it, mm -hmm. from my understanding. Right? Does it even exist? Right. I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We don't know. And if they no. know, if they know if they have evidence, they're definitely not showing us. So something smells. Right. The CDC has has like there's like 35 different uh, colleges that were trying to do research on the isolating of the the coronavirus. And dude, like no, none of them have been able to come up with the research because the CDC won't give anybody an, a sample, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not gonna willing to give out the sample for this virus, is there really even a virus? Is this, you know, could this have all just have been a Hollywood stunt, mm -hmm. you know, to make people fr afraid to line them all up to take this killer vaccine? Yeah, you know, it, that that's a that's a big possibility. This is just the stupidest thing. I mean, I, I thought I knew how stupid people were, and COVID, like, proved me wrong. It's just, I don't know. I'm sorry to be so, like, elitist-sounding or whatever, but I feel like, it's like, come on. 
Right. But I do think we were set up. I do. I, I don't really think people are that stupid. I think I think there might be something occult to it. Like I said, the, the, with the whole with the way the elite operate, they always use the occult, uh, witchcraft, uh, whatever you want to call it, sorcery, and um, and and I think a lot of a lot of pseudoscience that's establishment science is really the Kabbalah, probably, and, and different and and some of the some variations on that and um i they know what they're doing with everything everything has mind control cons considerations everything they say and do so i understand people are under a spell and they're drinking the fluoride and that doesn't help either and um and i try not to like really like have contempt um and I think uh, I think I can stay away from that and try to keep my head clear and try to keep communicating, but it's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know the funny—I don't want to say it's funny. We got about two minutes left in this broadcast, okay. but um, you know we know that this was a setup. I mean, they wrote about all this stuff in Project Lockstep. They wrote about uh, in the spars. You know, there's a lot of stuff that. You know, even, you know, Alex Jones might be the crazy guy on the radio, but I'll tell you what, man, that dude and his team, they dig up a lot of stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, if it wasn't for people like Alex Jones's, we wouldn't even know half of this information. You know what I'm they saying? dig up a lot and they have a narrative. So, yeah, it's both. But, so, you know, obviously they have a play, they have an agenda for their program. And, and that's okay. Everybody has their, you know, issue, but you know, we got to take it with a grain of salt, obviously, number one. And anyone think for two, you, no matter how much they sound like a football coach. Absolutely. Right. And the thing is you got to do own, you got to dig into deep in, into this stuff yourself, because if you're going to rely on somebody like Alex Jones, you're only going to get a part of a part of the big picture. You know, you're not going to be able to figure it all out. No. If you're just, I think David, I think David Knight figured that out himself. I remember watching where he said that QAnon was bullshit, and that was I think before they they hot mic'd Alex Jones saying that he wished he'd never met Trump. So hold on a second, we got thirty about thirty seconds left in this program, and so I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to take a break and then follow up on this uh, next part of the program here in maybe like five or ten minutes. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good. All right, cool, man. So I'll just uh, I'll just hang it up right now, and then I'll give you a call back. I'll call you right before we go back on for part two. Okay. Or part three. All <laughs> right. Three All right. See you, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. Hello. Yes, Daniel. Welcome to the podcast, Johnny Boy. We are 1776 Studio 1776. Yes, Social 1776. Studio 1776. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I confused it with the other one. And video.social1776.com. This is nice. I like I like how this screen looks. This is so cool. <laughs> what are you looking at actually? Just the display. Uh it just said uh, it's just really clean. It's like blue and I guess white maybe I don't know I've got dark mode but it's like just recording and it's got the timer and just the two people in the 
recording and it's just really uh just cool. simple minimalistic display that's cool yeah yeah it's, so I, that's really, I like the simplicity of it as well um yeah that's why i really enjoy uh you know the podcast I've used other platforms like Blog Talk Radio, and I do still use it sometimes as my backup site. And, uh, you know, I found that, you know, because of all the censorship nowadays, you know, you really need to have multiple platforms or you're obviously going to be deplatformed completely. I mean, just look at what they, you know, they've done to Mike Lindell. They did the president. Alex Jones. I mean, I could just keep going on and on, and you know, all the speakers have deep platforms from from the uh, mainstream social media websites. You know. Well, you know, and don't don't take this to think I hate uh, Adam Green, but I was watching, and he said he was like believing the election results, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> well, probably because he's a libtard. No, he's not. He's just obsessive. Anyway, it's it's he's not he's not any. I don't think he's liberal. No. Listen, dude, if you're an idiot and you believe the uh, election was not rigged, you're near libtard. Well, Adam Green, no more news. I'm talking about that guy. So yeah, no, I'm saying he's so probably he doesn't really answer to doesn't really answer to anything that simplistic. I don't think. All right, no. so maybe got libtard tendencies <laughs> i don't know man i mean i don't know the case too well because i guess they did tweak uh mike lindell's video so that the audio actually works so i'm gonna try to watch it again but uh and he sounds good like i don't really have any reason to doubt even though i don't trust his judgment in many things uh that he's making a case but, Are you talking about Mike Lindell or yeah, Mike Lindell? Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, I don't trust Adam Green's judgment in many things either. Just to be clear. Sure, he's, he's just human, obviously. I don't trust. I don't trust anyone's judgment. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be liberty, would it? <laughs> if I trusted other people's judgment, I mean, it's just like that's you know, you're making them your daddy or something. I don't know. It's just, right. I don't. I don't do that no more. <laughs> You're telling me you don't have daddy issues, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'm looking for role models, I guess, but I think I'm honest with myself more and admitting that, okay, this is like, if this is becoming a role model for me, I kind of joke about it so that sure. I'm not like latching on too much. Um, oh, let's see. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking through my wall for COVID related stuff. And. There's that there's that woman who's ninety something years old or ninety in in England in London and uh um at uh, what what's called uh, Hyde Park, which is the free speech zone in England. And she's saying and I think it's in London, so the city of London is a corporation, it's not even really part of England, but anyway. So this woman who's a Holocaust denier, like I guess a real one, allegedly saying that uh that this is worse well she qualifies that i mean she's i don't want to take that out of context but she does use those words you gotta watch the video um sure and she just says that well this is worse because they're pretending it's for our good in other words when she was like 
in Germany, I guess she would have been 20 in 1940. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Um, she you know, was openly abused at, for being Jewish. Not right, yeah. people yeah. weren't pretending, oh, this is for your good. We're going to, you know, take your guns away and all the things they did to the Jews. So um, that, that's the context. That's basically the context of where she said, well, this is worse because they're telling us that it's for our health. Right. We're doing the same things, is her point. And uh, I think a lot of people have made this point that it's a dictatorship and that it violates the Nuremberg Code, which was, of course, specifically a response to the Nazis' uh, excesses in, in dictatorial rule. So um, and they said you can't mandate medical treatment was one of them. That's the one that's, I think, being most brazenly violated by like every country today. So... Wow. So I'm seeing something here on Social 1776, and I'll read the, the just the headline. It's interesting, but it's posted on InfoWars. It says, the blood is on the Dems' filthy hands. National Guard targeted in a drive-by shooting hours after Maxine, Maxine Waters told the BLM to be more... Uh, geez, of course, this stupid movie to be more aggressive, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. And th now they also had a scandal where uh, it turned out one of their people was super rich or kind of rich. Like, Oh, you're talking about the lady that keeps buying all the mansions and she has um, yeah, man yeah, BLM leader. She she owns all these mansions. Yeah, in white neighborhoods, obviously. Right. And they have airfields in the back, you mm -hmm. know. So, yeah. She's taking all that BLM money that where she's supposed to be organizing events around the world and buying herself really nice luxury homes. And good for her. I mean, I'd I guess I'd rather her buy really nice luxury homes than give that money to the the uh, useful idiots that are going to cause even more riots. Where is that? So, so yeah. <laughs> maybe, she, her... maybe she has saved the country uh, in her own way. <laughs> Yeah, you know, somebody's going to give you that kind of a money and you're going to go and spend it on the useful idiots. Yeah. Uh, or are you going to go and spend it on yourself and buy luxury homes? <laughs> you know, that's a no brainer. And then and then in the lawsuit, the right people will get them anyways. So. <laughs> right. So that's kind of out there. So. But yeah, so so it's like behind BLM there's Marxists, and then behind Marxists there's capitalists. Aha! Now we know what's really going on. <laughs> right. It, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Doctor uh, Fuck Fauci, uh, he suggests that more masks make them more effective for the against the COVID virus, and then he's also saying the people that are uh, vaccinated people they still can inadvertently in affect infect others with coronavirus mm. so now you got these uh people lining up to get their vaccines they're getting coronavirus from the vaccines and now they're going around infecting other people oh the irony yeah what you know tangled web really we weave when first we learn to deceive <laughs> you know it's really uh ironic <laughs> is the fact that these people that are all going out to get 
Uh, viruses, I mean, vaccines, <laughs> Freudian slip. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, there was this, there was this boy and we used to watch him on TV and he was called the bubble boy. Right. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have an immune system. And so he had to live in a bubble. And this kid, he didn't live very long, but I remember watching like on TV, he was so desperate to get out of the bubble that he wanted to, one thing he wanted to do was just go put his bare feet on the grass, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, he wound up doing that. And then he wound up getting sick and dying after he came out of his bubble. And he was real? Yeah, he was a real kid, the bubble boy. Oh, I just did so, the movie. Yeah, so what I'm seeing uh, what I'm seeing play out here is all these people that are think they're so smart to go get their vaccines from... According to, you know, the video that I, I played earlier, uh, if you guys want to go check out my last podcast that I just put up, uh, we played uh, Dell Bigtree. He did a uh, interview with a vaccine scientist. And um, according to this scientist, these uh, nanotechnology. Hey. Well, well, welcome back, John. Uh, somehow uh, we got disconnected on the last call here and what happens when uh you might have been on your website and gone to another page and then when you do that anytime you switch from seeing this particular site here it will automatically disconnect us oh it disconnects the whole thing yes so you have to stay you have to stay on this page in order to what actually happened was the uh, the library resets every hour. So. Oh, I got you. So you're at the library. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, that's the really cool thing about being able to do these podcasts is to be on different locations. You don't have to be stuck in an office yep. someplace. So um, anyways. Uh, I found his name, the bubble boy. Oh, you did? Yeah, David Vetter. David Philip Vetter. He lived from 71 to 84. 13 years, 12, 13 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Um, so, yeah, watching that, uh, you know, you'd see him on the news every once in a while. They'd talk about Bubble Boy. He was, he was famous, you know, because of his circumstance. And so, you know, you'd see him being interviewed on the news from time to time. And then one day he just said he was sick of it. And he said, I want to go outside. I want to walk on the grass. I don't want to live anymore this way. And so what what you're going to see here is, according to this doctor uh, or the scientist, this vaccine whistleblower, um, I can't pronounce his name. I don't want to even screw it up. But yeah, uh, no, I can't. We did the video last, my last podcast before the one that is this one. I basically just played the video from Del Del Bigtree and let this play out. And basically, the doctor describes how this new RNA vaccine is going to wipe. Right? Uh, we got some background noise there. Oh. Sounds. Well, this is, uh, unfortunately, I can mute myself. Can I mute myself? This is like uh, Sundays especially are like heavy oh. duty, uh, like Land Rovers or whatever they are. 
You know, I'm not quite sure you can mute yourself on this. I think this recording mm-hmm. is so simplified, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. So, anyways, no, uh, get back to the subject here. The guy that's the scientist basically said these RNA vaccines are going to wipe out your immune system. That means you're no longer going to be able to fight off any kind of viruses or vaccines. I mean, viruses or disease because of your know because of your immune system being so screwed up Mm. wow sorry if i'm kind of sidetracked here i gotta let my dogs in they they tend to hey oh god i almost got a dog myself today it was a dog that was like trying to be somebody's dog and So most of the time, they're pretty good, except for when they want to come in, they start barking, and then I got to let them in, or they'll stay outside barking. So I try not to let my dogs bark because I got neighbors, you know. Oh, yeah. But um, anyways, so that's that's the coronavirus uh, big uh, Trojan horse, is that right now we're in that process of waiting you know, waiting and waiting for the for this uh, Trojan horse to start kicking in. I mean, there's been reports uh, of hundreds of thousands of people uh, having adverse reactions all around the world with this coronavirus jab. There has been reports of many people dying from it, the thousands of people dying. Uh, I was on a Facebook group. Uh, it was it was about the anti it was an anti-vax site. But it was a, it was a adverse reactions website, and they they literally suspended the website on Facebook and took it down. It was a group page, and dude, I was seeing hundreds of posts about people being adversely, re, you know, affected on there. Mm-hmm. They took it down. I can't believe. I mean, I can believe because of the censorship. I just, it was hard to fathom seeing all of these posts where these people are up posting one after another my mother well, died. My sister died my kid died all these people are dying from this vaccine well when the united nations and this is this is the moment we're in i think it just occurred to me and we have to understand that the united nations was supposed to police the world and nobody's allowed to commit crimes against humanity the united nations is doing crimes against humanity right now and right. so that has failed, and we need to give up on that. I'm sorry, popes who think it's great. And we need to, st- <laughs> like, like really, really find a quick alternative and crack down, even if it's just the court of public opinion. we got to do something fast, because literally the shepherds have become wolves, even if they weren't already. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's bad, man. It's a bad, yeah. But I mean, nothing's worse than I don't know. It just it just dawned on me what I just said. I didn't really think of it before. No, that's okay. It's good to know. Uh, oh boy, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a post about that too. <laughs> make sure. <laughs> In case, in case it, 
in case it helps anybody, I mean, that's why we got to work together. In case it helps anybody else, give them any inspiration about what's to be done. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, anyways, let's talk about some natural, uh, natural remedies that I think, you know, if people did go out and get the vaccine. So, I mean, obviously they're fucked. I mean, they're really screwed in that uh, they took the vaccine system's going to be all messed up and so now they're going to have to all be living in a bubble right so all these people are all going to be like bubble boy because they have no so imagine uh that's even worse than the lockdown right that's worse than the lockdown right unable to really hold down a job or be well right so these people these people are all going to be wind up going on a system but here's the question uh, people that didn't take the vaccines, how can they uh, benefit from the other people's stupidity, right? So there's mm-hmm. all these people that are going to be forced into living in the bubble communities, right? So I've been saying this for a long mm-hmm. time, is that they're going to have cities that are like bubble bubble cities, right? So you're going to have communities that are cities where they're, you know, they're going to be forced to take vaccines that are going to supposedly save them from viruses that obviously have been created by the government that forces these people into their confined bubble spaces. Whoa. That should be a movie. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's like brave new world. <laughs> it is. It's the, I believe it's the future of, a, of the world. I believe that the people that are, have taken these vaccines are going to be all forced to, uh, into their quarantine communities and you know you know i watched that movie and i couldn't couldn't watch they finally got a hunger games out on on tubi tv but i couldn't really watch it i was like this is too fucking i don't know for me it's just too it's not the word isn't dark just like fear porn kind of stuff right but so so as this you know i'm going to describe what i think the future looks like with these bubble communities because people are, they no longer have natural immunities. Now they have to depend on the government to create more, more of these vaccines that are going to be injected into these people so that they can have some kind of semi-normal life within their bubble community. But if they decide to rebel, if they decide to, to, to not participate, they no longer get their vaccines, which allows them to, to live, right? Oh, because they don't have a natural immunity. Right. They don't have a natural immunity. So uh, how, how is it that people that n- didn't get the vaccines, individuals that how can we benefit from the stupidity of all these people that are taking the vaccines? So now we could see the bubble communities coming, right? And, and might, it might start just in a bubble in your house. You know, they'll be bubbling up the people's houses so they at least they have a place to live in a bubble inside of their home until they build these giant bubble cities. Um, so if you're, if you're going to think about it, I think you could probably somehow benefit from these people's stupidity. So they would have to, um, they'd have to uh, pasteurize all their food so they get no nutrients basically. And... Right. So, I mean, there's, there's things that can you, can you create a service that provides bubble these bubbles houses you know can you buy into a company that 
provides these pharmaceutical uh, bubble communities. Such fucking bullshit. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways that obviously uh, people can benefit from the stupidity of others. So that's what I'm kind of looking at in the future as far as the stock market goes. All right, before I like succumb to depression, what countries aren't vaccinating is my question. I think they're pretty much all vaccinating. Um, there was a, comp- a country where that one uh, African country, the guy basically did the tests that on the goat and the fruit. And uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they, they took him out. And he's down. And then they replaced, uh, you know, a puppet into that position of power so you know i don't i don't necessarily know if there's any countries out there that are not vaccinated maybe the okay can think of i can answer my own question answer my own question cnn says that the un says that more than 130 countries don't have a single covid 19 vaccine well they might not have the vaccine that doesn't mean that they're not going to get the vaccine okay you know I guess, but you know. Each year, Americans waste twenty-one billion dollars. Sorry, hold on. Fucking bullshit <laughs> well, website. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, but why are you always slanting things to the doom and gloom side? Let's actually. <laughs> sorry, but um, see what well, the facts are first. The doom and um, gloom side is what's reality right now. Yeah, but that's kind of your personality too. That's okay. I'm just looking. <laughs> I mean, um, if you're not prepared anyway, for the worst. You, that's you a number. Prepare your mind for the worst because, and hope for the best. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Right? If you don't prepare um, for the worst. I do agree with that. Um, but, but look at all the facts before, like, feeling bad about it, I guess. That's all. I don't feel bad about it at all. I was the one out there telling people about this bad vaccine. Maybe you're just, maybe you're just black-pilled, but... Well, I think there's hope at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Solution to this. But But first, we've got to identify the problem. I want holes. I want holes all the way through the tunnel. Is what I want. So. What's that? I guess that's maybe where we have different personalities. But. See. Well, we're we're what we're at at this point, John, is we're in a dark, long tunnel, and there's light at the end of the tunnel. But right now we got to work our way through that dark tunnel. Right now we're in the middle of this tunnel. We have we're in the middle of this giant corona pandemic that's going to be killing millions of people. And you Okay, all right. Okay. Enough. Okay. The preaching is fine, but what I want to ask you is where did you become as you sounded super convinced earlier that bubbles are happening. Where did you get that? If I can ask. I didn't get that anywhere. That's just what I could perceive happening after this. If you okay. have an immune system, right? That's an answer. <laughs> this doctor says that all these people's immune systems are gone, dude. Yeah. So but they could just die too. They could die, but bubbles aren't a certainty. Okay. If you have enough money, of course. I guess on that one, I'm more negative than you are. To be fair, but right. So the 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 it's problem reaction solution, right? Mm-hmm. They've created a problem. Uh, the problem is that they are killing people's immunities. People are going to mm-hmm. react. They're going to freak out. Okay, what's the solution? Well, the solution already. It's it's give them the bubble. You got to give these people a bubble because they don't have immunity. We got to give them more vaccines. So 
there's there's your solution and so i could see this as a solution and at first it's going to start on an individual basis anybody that can afford to put themselves in a bubble that's what they're going to have to do to survive i probably have a hard time with that personally because i'm autistic and very clumsy anyway and i would probably die if i had to have a bubble because i couldn't do anything (laughs) but uh that's maybe what i'm what i'm feeling um but i have a much easier time realistically seeing them just take everybody out because by the time you're in a bubble and the government clearly just just lusts for blood i mean they're just gonna kill us off uh they'll just stick us with something that'll that'll finish it i don't know right i mean come on really i mean they're villains they're obviously villains why would they make that expense i just don't see that um unless there was some kind of like serious overthrow you remember the movie The Matrix? Yeah. Well, all those guys were all hooked into what? A bubble. Right? They're all um, hooked into a, a bubble. bubble? Where's the... the where they were hooked in, dude, where they got awoke up and they were they were laying in like a bubble like type thing. Oh, yeah. So that was like they were yeah. laying in the liquid in the water. It was like a bubble that protected them. It was it was sealed off, so you could call it a bubble in that sense. Oh, I call it a bubble. So <laughs> you like that word. Yeah. So if you can imagine a world like that, but instead of you being hooked into a, a electronic machine, you're mm-hmm. hooked into a house, you know mm-hmm. not everybody's gonna be able to afford to have their own personal bubble, right? They're just not. So afford the bubble then you're going to have to be forced into the vaccine. But if you don't, it's just, there's something here. People that don't have the money are going to be the ones that are going to be suffering. If you have the money to be able to afford your bubble facility, your bubble house, and maybe at some point in the future, you know, I think it's going to be two separate worlds that we're living in here in the future. I think they're going to be separating the people that are vaccines versus the non-vaxxers. And if you have, a, if you're a non-vaxxer, see this, I believe this whole agenda is going to backfire on the people that are taking these vaccines that think they're so smart. They're going to be the ones that are going to wind up quarantined. Not, not the vaccine, not the non-vaxxers. The non-vaxxers are going to be free because they're going to have their immune systems, dude. We're not going to be happy. That's how Dr. Fauci is already changing the narrative, starting to slowly turn from, oh, if you're vaxxed, you're fucked. (laughs) Eventually. Right. And that's what I'm saying from this whole perspective. I'm seeing that the conspiracy people, the non-vaxxers, the ones that have the knowledge just say, fuck you, we already know you want to kill us with vaccines. And, and the other people that were the ones that are saying, oh, you guys are crazy conspiracy theorists, the dumb shits that went and took the vaccines, they're going to be the ones that are going to be put in the, the FEMA camps inside of the bubble communities, quarantine. Well, I think the strength of these people is that nobody's set up to investigate the UN. That's what's so fucked up. I mean, who investigates the UN? Who tries and prosecutes the UN? I don't know. The UN? That's not good. <laughs> well, they're the they're the ultimate, pretty much the ultimate power that. Oh, oh. so I, and I'm not a Zionist, but <laughs> there needs to be something else that's not the UN somewhere. I think 
Well, you know, before the United Nations, there was another type of government that fell apart. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. The League of Nations. The League, right, the League of Nations. So hopefully this UN will fall apart and they'll build a whole new system that, you know, doesn't pertain to the United Nations. That'll be just like Star Trek. Well, I could see, you know, some type of a federation type of... (laughs) I wonder where you got that word. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars, yeah. You know, uh, you know these globalists. I don't think. I think Star Trek is cabalist. I don't think that's probably the right path. Just because they (laughs) have terrible. I think most of science is cabalist, though. I think most of the pseudoscience that that we're supposed to believe. I think there's an occult side to all of it. In fact, the I I think I can. At least a mystical side, and I can I can really base this on on Rupert Sheldrake's um, deconstruction of scientism, science method, scientific the scientific the principles were taught in science. Um, that's what it kind of helps helps people figure out. So yeah, science is a lie. I think. Well, you know, he... people who know me lately know I say that a lot. But <laughs> it's well known that the person, the people that hold the gold, make the golden rule for science, you know? Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are funding it. They're the ones that, you know, they donate their money to the the cause of their science research. And if they don't have anybody to back them financially, uh, you know, what are the chances of some, you know, individual scientist funding his own projects? Mm, Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a major point with Rupert Sheldrake. Like, what's the funding there for, and what's uh, and if you really want to be nerdy about it, like, what type of thi- what type of studies are they going to publish, and what type won't they? Because if there's no results in a study, they won't publish it. So already, already your journals are slanted, just by the nature of the fact that okay, it's not the mainstream media. No, they're not looking for like ratings boosting necessarily, but they are looking for a study that gave results. Right. But if they- if they published all the studies, even the ones with no results, you know, you'd have a much more round, well-rounded understanding of the world, but they never do. So here's here's never. an example of something that just happened recently. And I don't know the name of the scientist off the top of my head. But anyways, he was he was studying aluminum and how it affects the body and how it affects autism. And, you know, he wound up making that connection uh, about aluminum affecting the body directly and he literally connected it to autism and as soon as they found out that he connected it to the autism dude they pulled the guy's funding they took away his research i mean they like they basically railroaded this guy who's been doing this for years but as soon as he made a breakthrough man they shut him down quick Mm -hmm. so yeah so nobody anybody out there that's doing research don't fucking trust him i mean like Think about, think about, pretend you're a character in one of those movies. If you think you're getting too close to something, don't fucking tell them. Shut up and tell the world. <laughs> Fuck. Well, here's another one, man. So, so I, you know, how I've been doing this conspiracy stuff for years, right? Uh-huh. So there was, at one point in time, there was a whole slew of, of these uh, researcher scientists that were all being killed off, right? Mm-hmm. And so the interesting part was, these people that were being killed off were people that were microbiologists 
and they were studying things like mouse pox, right? And so when they were studying these things, they all kept getting killed. I mean, there were hundreds of them, dude, all just being whacked out. So anyways, what are your thoughts on uh, your next thing? I mean, are you relating this to uh, your, your buddy there that you were looking up? Who, who again? Oh, Rupert Sheldrake? Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. What, what, what would he say? Oh, uh, he, he's still alive. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know what he's done on COVID, though. That's a good question. What would he say about this? Yeah, that would be interesting to find out what his thoughts um, would be. I, I think that he does. I haven't found where he denounces, like, germ theory, for example. So he's not that far out necessarily um and I, I i don't think i don't i also think that there are such things as germs um that they cause certain diseases however not the spanish flu not polio the spanish flu was not nobody could nobody caught the spanish flu from anybody else and polio they know was caused by uh, pesticides that contained uh, mercury and arsenic or not lead and ar arsenic uh so let's see and also also cause us to get like really really tyrannical presidents like fdr so it was very bad um but, <laughs> sorry i had to throw that in there uh sure. but uh, <laughs> uh the spanish flu uh i think was probably caused by radio waves but nobody's got should i really change the subject didn't i um <laughs> so let's see rupert sheldrake COVID. here's the thing that here's the kicker Right. So now we're dealing with uh, the 5G issue. So you're talking about radio waves. And what I've found is that every time there's a new technology with radio waves, then there all of a sudden there comes a new pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you're, you, I, I don't think you're that far off by possibly connecting, you know, that. that oh, right. I was I was I would have said, yeah, I would have said 5G might be the cause of of COVID. Yep. Well, um, it might be, um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm still on the fence about that. I've heard people talk about uh, the, the vape. Remember the vape stuff, that vaping, uh, when that turned deadly? Yeah, giving people like popcorn lung or something like that. What's that? I yeah. think it was like a popcorn lung or something like that. Okay. That's not was super bad. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like. Yeah, I you know, there's a lot of things really that you can really speculate on, but you know, I, I I honestly think that the whole coronavirus is a hoax. If you really look into, you know, they they haven't been able to isolate it. Mm -hmm. From my understanding, right, does it even exist? Right. I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We don't know. And if they no. know, if they know if they have evidence, they're definitely not showing us. So something smells. Right. The CDC has has like there's like 35 different uh, colleges that were trying to do research on the isolating of the the coronavirus. And dude, like no, none of them have been able to come up with the research because the CDC won't give anybody an, a sample, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to willing to give out the sample for this virus, is there really even a virus? Is this, 
you know, could this have all just been a Hollywood stunt, mm-hmm. you know, to make people fr- afraid to line them all up to take this killer vaccine? Yeah. You know, it, that, that's, a, that's a big possibility. This is just the stupidest thing. I mean, I, I thought I knew how stupid people were and COVID like proved me wrong. Just, I don't know. I'm sorry to be so like elitist sounding or whatever, but I feel like it's like, come on. Right. But I do think we were set up. I do. I, I don't really think people are that stupid. I think, I think there might be something occult to it. Like I said, the, the, with the whole, with the way the elite operate, they always use the occult. Uh, witchcraft, uh, whatever you want to call it, sorcery, and um, and and I think a lot of a lot of pseudoscience that's establishment science is really the Kabbalah, probably, and, and different, and, and and some of the some variations on that, and um, I, they know what they're doing. Everything everything has mind control cons- considerations. Everything they say and do. So I understand people are under a spell and they're drinking the fluoride and that doesn't help either. And, um, and I try not to like really like have contempt. Um, and I think, and I think I can stay away from that and try to keep my head clear and try to keep communicating, but it's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, the funny, I don't want to say it's funny. We got about two minutes left in this broadcast, okay. but, um, you know, we know that this was a setup. I mean, they wrote about all this stuff in Project Lockstep. They wrote about uh, in the spars. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, even, you know, Alex Jones might be the crazy guy on the radio. But I'll tell you what, man, that dude and his team, they dig up a lot of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, if it wasn't for people like Alex Jones's, we wouldn't even know half of this information. You know what they I'm saying? dig up a lot and they have a narrative. So, yeah, it's both. But, so, you know, obviously they have a play. They have an agenda for their program. And, and that's okay. Everybody has their, you know, issue. But, you know, we got to take it with a grain of salt, obviously, number one. And anyone think for you, no matter how much they sound like a football coach, absolutely. Right, and the thing is, you got to own. You got to dig into deep in, into this stuff yourself, because if you're going to rely on somebody like Alex Jones, you're only going to get a part of a part of the big picture. You know, you're not going to be able to figure it all out no. if you're just playing. I think David, like- I think David Knight figured that out himself. I remember watching where he said that. QAnon was bullshit, and that was, I think, before they they hot mic'd Alex Jones saying that he wished he'd never met Trump. So hold on a second, we got thirty about thirty seconds left in this program, and so I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to take a break and then follow up on this uh, next part of the program here in maybe like five or ten minutes. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good. All right, cool, man. So. I'll just uh, I'll just hang it up right now and then I'll give you a call back. I'll call you right before we go back on for part two. Okay. Or part three. All right. <laughs> three All right. See you, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs>